When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Hoping to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and conventional wisdom is often just an illusion. We're live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. Or you can shoot me an email. The address is rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. That's spelled D-A-W-S. Or you can call the vent line and raise hell at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. It's hard to believe it's been 19 years. 19 years until that fateful morning when 19, 18, 19 hijackers attacked the United States using airplanes as missiles and took down the World Trade Center, attacked the Pentagon, and attempted to uh, attack either uh, the Congress or the White House with that plane where the passengers fought back that went down in Pennsylvania. You know, we said we would never forget. Uh, that was the common refrain then. I think 19 years later, it's pretty clear that many, if not most, of this country uh, has forgotten the lessons of 9-11. If you want to pretend that we haven't for, forgotten, you might want to ask the terror victims, the Islamic terror victims at the Boston Marathon, or the ones in Garland, Texas, or San Bernardino, or Orlando, or Ohio State, or Chattanooga, or Pensacola, or the many other Islamic terrorist attacks that have happened in this country after we have foolishly let radical Islamists into the country. And the treatment of, uh, of law enforcement is... Um, it, in any case, uh, worse now than probably it's ever been in my lifetime, at least. Even firefighters are uh, bearing the brunt of this uh, this radical Marxist movement in the streets. Some of my friends were attacked while attempting to fight fires that were set in Atlanta by these Black Lives Matter Antifa radicals. But I want to leave that aside for a second. I want to use this portion of the program uh, to honor the 343 New York City firefighters that perished on 9-11 in 2001. And that is not to diminish the 2,600 other souls that were taken that day. Those were good people going about their lives, making a living to provide for their families. And most certainly the cops also acted heroically in New York City. 
But I want to talk, you know, as a former firefighter about the, the selfless um, dedication that it took for those New York City firefighters to take to that stairwell and save many dozens, if not scores, of lives that day. Now, you know, the, the term hero is is bandied about way too commonly in this day and age. And, and these, uh, these firefighters weren't heroes in the classic sense of the word. They didn't go above and beyond the call of duty. What they did was their duty. But they most certainly showed great courage and resolve. Not one of them shrank from their duty, and all of them did their jobs. And when they took to those stairwells and started evacuating people, um, many, if not most of them, certainly knew that that was a, a one-way trip. But it was their duty as they saw it, and they did it. Sadly, leaving behind families, wives, and children that grew up without their fathers. Those are um, also victims of this ongoing terror campaign And I could comment on the breathtaking incompetence and corruption within our government that allowed these attacks to take place out of observance of of not hurting people's feelings and getting along and going along and just breathtaking incompetence. They said that no one ever imagined that they would use airplanes as missiles. Well, Tom Clancy had written about it in his book, and that's a a favorite among the intelligence communities. Israel had started fortifying their cockpit doors 20 years earlier. And the idiotic response of our government to those attacks haunts us to this day. We're still in Afghanistan and still in Iraq. The occupation of either nation was totally ill-conceived. Yes, we should have got bin Laden and uh, and destroyed Al-Qaeda, but we even made a hash of that. He walked around for another decade or more after those attacks because of government incompetence. But I'll save that for another time and, and focus instead on the, the firefighters lost and, and their families. I do want to give a shout-out to Sig, who uh, suffers a lot from the, uh, to this day from, uh, from the events that unfolded after 9-11. But, you know, <laughs> I'm, just a, I'm just an old Southern boy, and I'm not really well-equipped uh, as far as oratory to be able to adequately honor these men. So I'm going to read a poem by Roseanne... Pillacane, titled 9-11, If They Could Speak. And he, she is channeling here um, the firefighters that were lost. She says, please don't be afraid. Yes, life is different now, but remember when it was beautiful. Well, it will be again, but not the same. The wounds will hear, heal. Your tears will dry through scars that will remain but I know you're strong enough to live through the pain. Do not grieve and linger in the shadows of graves. Go out into the sunshine and tell everyone I was here. 
Let our enemy know that we will, when we are together, we lived and worked and loved. And though I am gone, you will carry on for me because you must. Tell my family how much I love them and still do. Remember the good we shared, the life we created, and walk forward with noble dreams. God can't feel a shattered heart or a clenched fist. Let fear die and let love flow again like a river. So as the smoke rises high above the ash, gather all your strength and rebuild something new, something better. It's not impossible. It's essential. It's what I would do for you. Just one last thing. Surely you must know I never wanted to leave you. I was captured by fate, escorted by angels. And though you must feel you are alone, you are not, and neither am I. Love always. So we've got a tradition in the fire service. Um, when we lay to rest one of our own that's been killed in the line of duty, we play bagpipes. And we sing a song an old Irish ballad called Danny Boy. And in honor of the firefighters that lost their lives 19 years ago today, I'm going to play Elvis Presley's version of Danny Boy. Oh, Danny Boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. From glen to glen And down the mountainside The summers are gone And all the roses dying Tis you, tis you must go and I must buy. But come we back when summer's in the meadow or when the valley hushed and white with snow And I'll be here in sunshine or in shadow Oh Danny boy Oh Danny boy I love you so If you come and all the roses dying, and I am dead as dead I will may be, you'll come and 
flights of angels sing you to your rest. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Kind of hard to tra- uh, transition out of uh, the memorial into the the coverage of the daily parade of lunacy that is our modern-day politics. Out in the West Coast, in the state of Washington, they arrested, the Washington State Patrol arrested an Antifa activist who was caught setting fires in, uh, in that fire-torn state. On the in the median, uh, the fire was spreading due to the high winds and would have resulted in a another big uh, wildfire if the if uh, the state patrol and the firefighters had not jumped on it uh, quickly and uh, and kept it from getting out of control. This guy um, is streamed it live on YouTube and then. Uh, then was caught and arrested. He was an Antifa activist that had been arrested at uh, at these riots previously. The New York Times immediately leapt to the defense of Antifa, saying that um, it was a a conspiracy theory, the possibility that Antifa and Black Lives Matter were behind some of these fires out in California, Oregon, and Washington. There's no evidence of that, they said, ignoring entirely uh, this arrest in Washington. 
And it is uh, quite striking the number of fires that have sprung up in California. They're being attributed to lightning strikes, and they very well may be, but they didn't have that level of lightning activity in Oregon nor in Washington. So, you know, wildland arson is one of the most difficult uh, to prove. But just watching the intentions and the actions of these rioters in these cities across the country, it's believable. It certainly is believable. And now we have some evidence that that it is taking place, whether or not this guy was a lone wolf or acting in coordination, uh, we won't know. Joe Biden is just having a very difficult time standing up to law and order. He is still yet to condemn the uh, rioting, looting, arsons, assaults, and murders being conducted by his supporters. He has yet to utter the words Antifa and Black Lives Matter in any sort of condemnatory way when he saw uh, that you know they spent most of the summer calling these peaceful protests don't believe your lying eyes these are peaceful protests and i could play you a, a 20 minute long montage of democrat officials and media talking heads trying to convince us that these were peaceful protests but of course right after the democrat national convention when they failed utterly to condemn these riots the polls started turning people got a little wake-up call from their omission and biden was trotted out immediately to uh to condemn riots but as you listen to this i want you to notice what you don't hear I want to make it absolutely clear. Rioting is not protesting. Looting is not protesting. It's lawlessness, plain and simple. And those who do it should be prosecuted. Fires are... Well, this is a one-minute statement, and he's got about 15 minutes in, or 15 seconds into it. Burning, and we have a president who fans the flames. So he gives 15 seconds to condemning the riots without calling out Antifa or Black Lives Matter by name. Biden supporters, voters all. Then he pivots to blame it on Donald Trump. The flames. He can't stop the violence because for years he's fomented it. But his failure to call on his own supporters to stop acting as an armed militia in this country shows how weak he is. Violence will not bring change. It'll only bring destruction. It's wrong in every way. If I were president, my language would be less divisive. I'd be looking to lower the temperature in this country, not raise it. Donald Trump is determined to instill fear in America. So my my rhetoric would be less divisive after he engages in divisive rhetoric and blames the the boogeyman, the white nationalist boogeyman on the violence. They've been doing this for my whole adult life, conjuring up these specters of raging Klansmen ignoring entirely the well-organized, well-funded, radical Marxists in the streets that have been burning and, and, uh, and looting and killing all summer long. Because Donald Trump adds fuel to every fire. This is not 
who we are. I believe we'll be guided by the words of Pope John Paul II, words drawn from the scriptures. Be not afraid. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. And of course, that's the speech. And when he went on to say, don't think this won't get any worse if you, you elect Donald Trump, which is just a barely veiled extortion racket. So he blames Trump for the riots because Trump is sending law, uh, law enforcement agencies into these cities to try to restore order. <laughs> That's the guy that wants to be your president. Leo Terrell, a former Democrat, lifelong Democrat, and now a, uh, a commenter on Fox News. Now you'll say, well, you know, he's just reading the Fox News line. No, no. <laughs> The most secure job on Fox News is being a Democrat because, I mean, you need to only look at Juan Williams. They cannot do any wrong. They are there to, uh, you know, to represent the other side. And they are treated with kid gloves indeed. And Leo Terrell, by changing sides, actually, uh, you know, to put his position at Fox News at risk, but this is what he has to say about the uh, the ongoing riots and the reaction from the Democrats. Uh, this is the reason why I'm voting Republican for the first time. What you just saw last night with Rand Paul and Vernon Jones, it doesn't make a difference what your skin color is. These are thugs out there attacking law-abiding citizens. And you know what? The Democrats now are lying saying that, oh, we're in favor of law and order. They have let cities burn for four to five months, and President Trump has offered help, and they refuse. This is just outright shocking. And this form of allowing these criminals to run rampant in the streets without any recourse is going to haunt the Democrats, and that's why the polls are shifting, and that's why they're going to vote for the law and order president. I and other Democrats are going to vote for Trump because we want law and order. We want school choice. We want the good things that President Trump articulated in his acceptance speech. One last point. You didn't hear a single word about the Democratic programs and policies last week at their DMC convention. Why? Because it's pure socialism. It's a case of keeping our American values versus having our American values destroyed by these wicked, wicked, extreme Democrats. They are wicked. And uh, I think the Democrats, the I'm voting Republican. Excuse me. I think the Democrats have, have ma- madly miscalculated on this whole issue. If they think that black America is for defunding the police, they are truly, truly out of touch with their electorate their biggest voting block or their most uh, solid voting block. I spent a 30-year career in Atlanta. I never talked to one black person who wanted less police officers or less aggressive policing. They were always down at City Hall at budget time demanding that the city hire more cops and that those cops be allowed to try to put down the lawlessness that kept them from allowing their children to be able to play outside and not be recruited by a gang. And uh, I ask a question today, how many votes or how how big a a margin does Donald Trump need to win by to overcome the cheat by mail schemes that the Democrats are putting in place? I just got a feeling this is going to be very similar to 
Richard Nixon's reelection, when the Democrats, I think it was 1972, were unable to rouse themselves to condemn the rioting that was going on in the streets in the anti-war movement. And they were repudiated with a 48 or 49 state crushing electoral defeat. I think that's what's going to happen now. You have to ignore these polls entirely. I think as the election comes nearer and nearer, these pollsters are going to try to salvage what little credibility they can by uh, by starting to tell the truth. And I believe this is going to be a big win for Donald Trump come November 3rd. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the Mueller cover-up right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. Stick with us. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back. On right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. So Joe Biden's trying to get back right on the issue of law and order. It's too late, way too late, by remaining silent and trying to convince us that these were peaceful protests all throughout the summer. He's really exposed the Democrat Party's true allegiances, and it is not to law and order. And that's why police unions, the Fraternal Order of Police, the largest police association, they like to call them unions, but police unions aren't unions. Firefighter unions aren't unions in the traditional source sense of the word. Neither one of those public safety unions can strike if they don't get you know, a, a fair settlement at uh, the negotiating table. There's really not much do, they can do about it. They exist largely to uh, to uh, to try to protect their members from the type of elected administrations that you see in New York City and Seattle and Portland, and keep them from being abused and uh, to try to convince the uh, elected bodies to give them enough uh, staffing training and equipment to be able to deliver their services to the citizens. Now I know, you know, a lot of these anti-union listeners are going to jump and say, well, you know, they negotiate unfair contracts and there are some very egregious examples of that in California and New York, but by and large public safety unions uh, are, are more of a professional association that represents their members interests and their members are mission driven to, to deliver on their job. And they spend a lot of political capital 
not organizing or um, advocating for their own interests, but that of the people that they are uh, sworn to protect. And this was a clip from, uh, I think his name is David Lynch. He is the union head for the patrolman in New York City uh, endorsing Trump. Mr. President, today it's an honor for me to stand at this podium and be the voice for 24,000 New York City police officers, proud police officers that are here today chanting USA, chanting Trump for president, and they mean it each and every time they say it. Mr. President, it's obvious where you hold the NYPD in your heart. We heard the news this morning that you got some family news that your brother had fallen ill. And naturally, we thought, well, we may have to postpone this. The president may not be able to come. And then our phones rang, and we were told that the president will visit his brother and then he will visit with you. That's where he puts you. New York City police officers and family. That's the type of president we have. Mr. President, Mr. President, what we all have in common here today is that we all have a police officer's shield in our hip pocket. We all have... Well, that's enough of that, but... Have you heard any police organizations endorsing Joe Biden or any Democrats at this point? No. The police have turned their back on the Democrat Party because the Democrat Party has turned their back on the police and thrown them. I started to say under the bus, but they've really thrown them to the wolves. And for his part, the president throughout his, you know, he hasn't just turned his attention to law enforcement in this time. He has, uh, he has consistently throughout his life, really, supported law enforcement. Well, (laughs) speaking about law enforcement over the Department of Justice, we find out that the Mueller team that were put in place to cover up for the wrongdoing in the law enforcement and intelligence agencies under Barack Obama destroyed the evidence of their wrongdoing after Mueller's team closed shop when the Inspector General was conducting his investigation and asked for the cell phones of the members of the Mueller team so that he could look into what exactly Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and and the others were doing when they uh, they were recruited by Mueller. Lo and behold, thirty one of those cell phones had their memories erased. They said that this was an an accident. I think there were 40 people on staff, 31 of which accidentally erased their cell phone history. Now, that's what you call a conspiracy, a conspiracy to obstruct justice. They're conducting an investigation that may lead to criminal referrals, and they most certainly knew that there was evidence in those text messages that would implicate them in a, a conspiracy. And so 31 of the 40 uh, staff members on Robert Mueller's team accidentally erased their cell phones. 
You know, this is the same team that charged George Papadopoulos with a 20-year felony for obstructing justice because he deactivated his Facebook account and he got a new cell phone. Even though he had told the FBI that he was switching phones in advance, the same crew that prosecuted him accused Michael Flynn of lying and prosecuted Roger Stone for lying the same crew all erased their text message history when they were put on the spot. Now, do you believe that the, the brilliant minds that Robert Mueller tapped to run this investigation all just accidentally sat down and entered their password incorrectly 10 times in order to erase the memory of these cell phones? I kind of doubt it. Sidney Powell was on Fox commenting on this. Oh, yes, this is obstruction of justice and destruction of evidence of the worst sort. I wrote about it in an article in 2018 complaining that Rosenstein and Mueller allowed the, the struck page cell phones from the special counsel operation to be destroyed. And I demand that the IG seize all the other phones then and collect all the evidence off of them. And then the IG lets this happen. All of those phones should have been seized while at the end of the special counsel operation while they were still doing it, and they should have nailed every one of them already. The question, too, is will special... Sidney Powell uh, is still in court fighting Judge Emmett Sullivan uh, to try to get him to uh, conduct his proceedings in accordance with established law and precedent. He's grinding an axe and he's trying to drag it out past the election in hopes of Joe Biden getting in so that he can continue the vendetta against Michael Flynn. Now, where is the special counsel looking into Robert Mueller and his cover up and Andrew Weissman and his wrongdoing and all of these other members? It's not happening. The swamp protects itself no matter how dirty these prosecutors are they uh they circle the wagons when they're put on the spot the la county public health director works for uh garcetti mayor garcetti out there was caught on a conference call uh saying what the draconian lockdowns in Los Angeles are really all about. So we uh, don't realistically anticipate that we would be moving to either tier two or to reopening uh, K through 12 schools at least through, uh, at least until after the election, after, you know, in early November. Like when we just look at the timing of everything, it seems to us a more realistic approach to this would be to think that we're going to be where we are now until uh, we get after, until we, we are done with the election. What has the election got to do with, with reopening schools? I can tell you a little bit about what it's got to do with. The teachers' unions out in California are refusing to go back to the classroom unless you defund the police, unless you give 
um, government-funded health care to illegal aliens. They've got a whole laundry list of things that have nothing whatsoever to do with the education of your children. And they're demanding that those items be delivered before they agree to resume their jobs. They're getting paid. They never lost a dime getting paid to sit at home. And I think this is going to result in a big, and, and, and New York and uh, Los Angeles is not the only teachers union that's doing that. It's happening in New York and other states as well. This is a big wake-up call to parents across this country that uh, that their children are being subjected to, well, in, in this case, their education is being held captive. And can you imagine the kind of uh, ideology and the indoctrination that these kids are getting from, from these uh, these union members? I want to play this clip again just so you can uh, let it sink in. So we uh, don't realistically anticipate that we would be moving to either Tier 2 or to reopening uh, K-12 schools at least through uh, – at least until after the election, after, you know, in early November. Like, when we just look at the timing of everything, it seems to us a more realistic uh, approach to this would be to think that we're going to be where we are now until uh, we get after, until we, we are done with the elections. She's talking about early November, but if the Democrats have their way, they're going to drag this out and keep counting votes probably until after Thanksgiving, maybe all the way to Christmas. So if you were a parent in Los Angeles and you heard the county's health director say something like that, would you continue to send your kids to a, a public school? Hell no. Hell no. They have no, no loyalty to their actual jobs and their actual duties, apparently. we got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. Well, the hashtag cancel Netflix is trending on Twitter and Facebook as subscribers across the nation um, realize the real agenda behind the Netflix um, streaming service. And, of course, this was about this movie, this, uh, this degrading, degenerate, disgusting movie that they are airing. It's on the air now called Cuties that uh, follows the um, life of an 11-year-old child that joins a twerking team. And, uh, you recall about a month ago, there was a big backlash to a promotion poster that they had put out that showed these girls, 11 year old girls in sexually provocative poses. Netflix quickly rushed out and said, Oh, that was a mistake by our PR department. That doesn't adequately reflect or accurately reflect what goes on in the movie. Well, now we have seen what goes on in the movie and no, it doesn't uh, accurately reflect what happened in that poster. It's way worse. It's hard to believe 
and I'm, I'm sure many of you have seen this clip of these girls on stage in the most uh, obscene and vulgar um, dance you could possibly imagine. It's straight out of a Cardi B video. And it's caused a, a huge uproar among parents and uh, and normal people who understand that it is one of society's first and foremost functions to protect the innocence of children. You're only a child once. And adults have an absolute duty to allow these children to enjoy their innocence while they're young before this corrupt and degenerate society objectifies little girls and and uh, wrecks the mind, the wholesome mind of little boys. And, you know, it's bad enough that Netflix is doing this, but apparently all of the the uh, elites, the enlightened people at the publications across this country, including Rolling Stone magazine and the New York Times and the Washington Post, think this is just fine. They immediately circled the wagons around Netflix and defended this cutie. Rolling Stone, their their headline was, Cuties Revu- Review, a coming-of-age movie caught in culture wars. So... They would have these 11-year-old girls come of age sexually at, at, at 11. Their subhead is thanks to a marketing mistake. They're talking about the poster. This award-winning French movie has been accused of sexualizing girls. Accused. It's actually, they say, a sensitive portrait of growing pains that deserves to be seen. What kind of people would write after seeing the movie, write a headline like that. IndieWire, a a trade publication for the entertainment industry. Cuties review Netflix coming of age tale goes for supernatural when real life is enough. No condemnation there. That's what they hear what they have to say at the left wing Mashable site. Netflix's cuties isn't scandalous, they say. It's honest. Well, I guess if you've got a a cultural uh, trendsetter like Cardi B out there with her nasty videos, then maybe it is reality, but it shouldn't be. The Telegraph, uh, a British publication, says a provocative powder keg for an age terrified of child sexuality. That's the old phobia trope that they like to say. If you object to something as immoral, then you've got a phobia. You're a transphobe or a homophobe or a, in this case, they say a child sexuality phobia. So Netflix has gone ahead with this. There has been crickets out of the entertainment industry. And when they have spoken, they have spoken in support of it. So tell me again how Hollywood and the entertainment industry isn't infested with pedophiles. These people are telling you what they believe. And when somebody tells you what they believe, you should believe them. And if you've got Netflix, 
you should cancel it. There are many other streaming services that, uh, that haven't purposely engaged in this abuse of children. And that's what it is. Can you imagine the, the direction and the choreography that was necessary on these little girls to get them to perform an act like you saw? Adults teaching these little girls how to behave like strippers. So uh, not only should you cancel Netflix, but we all should pray to God that this company is destroyed. They are evil. And their board and management should be cursed. Here's Tammy Bruce on uh, Tucker last night commenting on this. Tammy Bruce, of course, is a a um, a, a feminist that uh, got an awakening uh, on this uh, modern-day leftist version of feminism. Oh, uh, don't. I put the wrong clip in there. I sure did. So I got an argument on uh, Twitter with... Uh, with a guy you probably all know, uh, he was uh, giving me the libertarian point of view that uh, we can't regulate morality and that um, Netflix is perfectly within their rights to do this. We certainly can regulate morality when it comes to children. And in the case of children, not only can we, but we've got an absolute duty to do that. And I, I would hope that some district attorney in this country where Netflix is streamed in every state would, uh, would uh, prepare an indictment uh, against the director and the board members of this movie um, and, and charge them with child abuse and corrupting the morals of a, of a minor. Certainly they should not be able to pump this filth into the popular culture and get away with it. Why would Netflix willingly lose so many uh, subscribers by airing this trash? You know they're going to lose hundreds of thousands of subscribers. But they did it anyway. They, they had to know it would happen. They're mainstreaming pedophilia. That's what it's about. It's about breaking down taboos. It's about weakening uh, the moral... Fiber, <laughs> sound like an old uh, um, John Bircher, but weakening the, the moral standards in this country. The Oscars is, uh, has gone all in on affirmative action and are requiring that a certain number of stars and uh, crew members and writers and everybody involved in any sort of production have a, a, a quota, a quota of people uh, of different minorities that they list out in this uh, this regulation. Got to be uh, from uh, certain racial groups or uh, orientations in order to be considered for a, a best movie award. And I don't know who put this together but they apparently didn't consult with their legal team. 
Because these new regulations that they're putting into place, there's, I guess they're not hiring the crew, but they're saying in order to be considered for their award, they have to do that. I, I think that's a violation of civil rights laws. Certainly is worthy of a lawsuit to see if something can be done about it. But it's, um, you know, they're, they're always telling us that uh, free speech and art well, they're trying to determine, um, you know, somebody's ability to uh, to produce art if they want to be recognized. And I think this is, you know, maybe the Oscars will not be held accountable for this, but uh, it's it's going to lead to continued collapse in their ratings. Nobody's going to take the Oscars seriously. And they'll, uh, their, their ratings will continue to collapse more and more. Jack Dorsey at Twitter has determined that if Donald Trump is ahead on election night and claims victory, that uh, they're going to censor that. They're not going to allow that to get through on their platform. They're going to try to keep a lid on it until Joe Biden is able to manufacture enough votes to overcome any lead that Trump may have. Did you see this appearance of uh, Joe Biden's spokesperson appearing uh, on Brett Baer's news show? This guy's name is T.J. Ducklow. <laughs> the, the spokesperson for the Biden campaign is named Duck Lowe. And here's an example of uh, Brett Baer asking him a very obvious yes or no question. And T.J. Ducklow ducking very low. Ever used a teleprompter during... I need to start that again. Here we go. Has Joe Biden ever used a teleprompter during local interviews or to answer Q&A with supporters? Brett, we are not going to engage... This is, this is straight from the Trump campaign. But yeah, they're points. using and, it. And what it, does, and what it does, Brett, is it's trying to distract the American people. I'm just... From, they're from, using from it. They the talk about it every day. Can you- yeah, I'm distracted about whether or not this guy is able to answer a question without having uh, the question pre-screened and the answer put up for him. From the Trump campaign, well, yeah, they're points. using and, it. And what it does, and what it does, Brett, is it's trying to distract the American people. I'm just from they're from, using from it. They the talk pandi- about it every day. Can you well, say yes or no? That's because they talk about it every day, Brett, because they don't have a coherent. Uh, well, you strategy. have an answer, yes or no, Brett. They talk about it every day because they don't have a coherent argument for why Donald Trump deserves re-election, deserves four more years. We know that he lied to the American people. We know that he has not shown leadership during this crisis, and they are desperate to they're throw desperate anything to. they can against the wall to try to distract from that fact. I understand, but you can't answer the question. Brett, I am not going to allow the Trump campaign to funnel their questions through Fox News and get me to respond (laughs) to that. You know, if if you're a a self-respecting reporter and you give somebody an opportunity to come on your show to get their message out and they refuse to answer a very simple and legitimate question, like, is is your candidate reading off a teleprompter? In response to questions from reporters, if they refuse to answer a simple question like that, you should immediately end the interview. If, if, if you've got any self-respect at all, you should say, okay, we're done here. If you're not going to answer my questions and I'm not going to allow you to get your message out, that's the way it works. If you come on here and agree to an interview, you got to answer a simple question like that. You can put whatever spin you want to on it, but is he or is he not reading off a teleprompter? 
course, the answer is yes. Otherwise, he, if the answer was no, he would have said so. No, our candidate would never do that. He's perfectly uh, uh, able to formulate an answer for himself. So, you know, it's been obvious for weeks now that Joe Biden is getting the questions in advance and the answers to them are being put up on his teleprompter. He's actually, you know, signaling whoever's operating the teleprompter, move it on up. (gasps) (sighs) And uh, I think he did go a little off of uh, the teleprompter when he was in Michigan and he was asked about his support of uh the nafta agreement and he sat down with um jake tapper he probably expect nothing but softball questions and so he ended up making an admission that i'm sure tj ducklow would like to take back something else he did is he renegotiated nafta he did he renegotiated nafta now when you ran for president and when barack obama ran for president you both said you would renegotiate nafta you didn't he did Nancy Pelosi said that the USMCA, which President Trump signed into law, is a, quote, victory for America's workers. Does he deserve credit for that? No, I think. (laughs) No, no, he doesn't deserve credit for uh, undoing the damage that I had done. Does he deserve credit for that? No, I think. Remember, he didn't. He wasn't the one that pushed that particular one that passed. The House amended the bill, amended the bill so he couldn't. He signed it. By the way, it's a big deal, though. Here's what he, they amended. He was giving pharma a way out, giving them a gigantic break, just like he's doing now with pharma. If you, they're building plants overseas and getting tax, tax breaks for it. That's what it was about with him. And they okay. said, no, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. He renegotiated NAFTA, and you didn't, is the point. I mean, because we had a Republican Congress that wouldn't go along with us. <laughs> At the end of that, he has to admit that uh, NAFTA is a, or uh, USMCA was an improvement over NAFTA. That takes us to the end of the show. Thanks for being here. Hope you'll come back here tomorrow right here on Mojo 5 When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.